0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Nangya Anderson's podcast. In the midst of the surge of webinars, we thought it would be apt to roll out a podcast on the topics of interest, which would enable everyone to listen to the same as per their own convenience. Vishwas and I would be today discussing the nitty-gritties of slum sale, a topic which has garnered a lot of attention in recent times, especially owing to the recent changes in the tax framework. We would collectively attempt to navigate you through the fundamentals and tax nuances of a slum sale transaction. For the benefit of everyone, and to begin with, we would like to throw some light on a slum sale as a concept and its history. Slum sale, in general parlance, means when an SSE transfers its entire undertaking or a business division for a lump sum consideration without assigning prices for individual assets and liabilities. Slum sale is distinct from an itemized sale where individual assets are sold. The general prerequisites for meeting the slum sale criteria are as follows: business is sold off as a going concern to meet the definition of an undertaking and there is no item-wise value that is assigned to the assets being transferred. And slum sale is done for a lump sum consideration. Slum sale has generally been widely used as one of The base of business acquisition in India. However, the special procedure for computation of capital gains was only inserted by Finance Act 1999. The taxability of slum sale transactions prior to insertion of Section 50D eventually evolved with the help of courts that held that slum sale is neither taxable as business income nor as capital gains. Talking about arrangements, how do you think Vishwas slum sale transaction compares with other forms of arrangements?
1: Thanks Chirag. As you rightly said, slump sale is a specific method of business sale. It's pretty much a tax concept, a special category of business transfer, wherein if a business transfer satisfies the three pillars you mentioned, it would be categorized as a slump sale. The key difference between a slump sale and other arrangements like an amalgamation or a demerger is tax neutrality. Slump sale is a taxable transaction whereas the other two are not. Of course you need to fit into the mechanics under the Income Tax Act to make an amalgamation or a demerger tax neutral. Also since uh, amalgamation and demerger involves a scheme of arrangement which needs to go through an NCLT process, it is more time consuming. Slum sale, or for that matter any other business sale, is a private arrangement between buyer and seller and does not require an NCLT intervention and is therefore quicker. One should also remember that whilst the consideration flow in case of a slump sale is to the transfer or company itself, in amalgamation or a demerger, the consideration in the form of issue of shares flows to the shareholders of the amalgamated or amalgamating or the demerged company. Any business transfer which is not a slump sale would get tagged as an, an itemized sale like you mentioned. An itemized sale, existing tax provisions of taxability and treatment of individuals assets apply
0: surely that's a fair point uh, would you like to briefly walk us through the tax effects in case of a slum sale transaction
1: well the income tax statute provides a specific provision which is code by itself governing the taxability of slum sale in section 50b of income tax act 1961 since a slum sale transaction involves the sale of business undertaking through a business transfer agreement or a BTA for short, the resultant gains are taxed as capital gains. Like all capital gains incidents, the capital gains would be categorized as either a long-term or a short-term depending upon the period of holding of the undertaking which is being sold. Capital gains which are accessible to tax are computed based on the differential between the sale consideration and the net worth of the undertaking being sold. No indexation benefit is available even if it is a long-term capital gain. By virtue of the aforesaid computation mechanics, slum sale transaction is not very efficient when the taking being transferred is a loss-making or a negative net worth, since this negative net worth only goes on to enhance taxable gain.
0: Thanks Vishwas. Moving on, we know that slum sale transactions have always involved vexed issues and have witnessed a lot of litigation at various forums on various matters. The recent amendments by Finance Act 2021 have brought about significant changes in the valuation norms, as well as treatment of slump exchange, which was earlier blessed by the courts and various judicial precedents. These changes would have a far-reaching impact on transactions, especially internal restructurings that take place between group companies and companies with intangible assets. Vishwas, could you highlight the reason behind slump sale being at the forefront again?
1: Um, Sure, Uh, this is perhaps the first key amendment in the tax regime of slump sale ever since it came into being little over 20 years ago. The provision of slum sale has been used in these years, perhaps beyond intended purpose, some of which have also received judicial blessings in these years, like you mentioned. In the recent budget amendments, the legislators have attempted to put majority of such matters to rest. There was always a de minimis sale consideration provisions which already existed with respect to transfer of certain assets, like land and building, shares, etc. However, there was no such de minimis sale value consideration for transfer of a business. These anti-abuse provisions of defining a de minimis sale consideration have also now been incorporated in case of a slum sale by way, by this Finance Act. So now resorting to slum sale as a mechanics for countering deeming provisions will no longer be an option. All in all, these amendments collectively will, be, will bring, uh, bring about a paradigm shift in the slum sale transactions further the slum sale was held in a ruling to cover only transfers by way of a sale and not cover within its ambit an exchange transaction where the consideration was in kind such view was blessed by the courts and was leading to a tax loss to the exchequer so potentially no tax was as potentially no tax was payable on such transfers the finance act 2021 has amended the scope on, of the definition of slum sale itself and have aligned it to the existing wider inclusive definition of transfer, which now covers exchange and other modalities of effectuating such transactions.
0: Thanks Vishwas. Considering that the value of assets such as land and buildings, securities, intangible assets would now be required to be computed at a fair market value. Is there a possibility for a tax officer to construe it as an itemized sale as values are being assigned to individual assets and not as a complete business undertaking?
1: Uh, well, I, I don't think that it's such a big risk. Uh, these are the anti-abuse provisions built into the computation mechanism of slum sale. And having to compute a flow of value for price by taking prescribed valuation methodology for certain assets within the undertaking should not by itself change the character of the transaction. If the commercial understanding is of a lump sum consideration for transfer of the undertaking, it should, not, it should retain the character of a slum
0: sale. That's absolutely spot on Vishwas. The government's intent behind providing the fair market value was to plug loopholes that were earlier being exploited to reduce the tax impact on such transactions. And the amendment to the fair market value rules are in line with other valuation rules brought about earlier for transactions and share transfer, bringing parity on such anti-abuse provisions. In case of some sale of business undertakings, Businesses or transactions involving immold property or securities such as shares, debentures. Transactions can no longer be disguised and such assets will need to be valued at fair market value as per valuation norms. Vishwas, could you share some insights on the new valuation rules and the respective change in the new amendment with the help of an illustration?
1: Uh, well, you rightly said the best way to understand the amended law is, uh, is via an illustration. Uh, let's say an entity one intends to hive off its retail business for an agreed monetary consideration. As per the new mechanics of computation of capital gains tax incidence on this transfer, the fair market value of the capital asset being this retail undertaking on the date of the transfer would have to be calculated as per the prescribed manner that contained in the new Rule 11 U.A.E. which would be deemed to be the sale consideration if the actual sales consideration is lower than that. The fair market value of the retail business would need to be determined as per the prescriptive formula which we like to call as an intrinsic net asset value method. Under the intrinsic net asset value method, you would take the prescribed value for certain assets like land and building securities. Uh, For example, for land and building, you'll have to take the circle rate, And for the other assets, you take the book value and also the liabilities, you took the book value. Other than land and building and securities, like I mentioned, there are prescriptive rules for valuing jewelries and some other assets also. For these assets, one has to take the value as determined by the method and take the book value for other assets and liabilities to arrive at the fair market value. Now, higher of such ascertained fair market value, or the monetary consideration agreed for the slump sale would be deemed to be the sale consideration. Of course, the differential between such sale consideration and net worth, net worth in this case would be based completely on the book values of the undertaking, would be the capital gains chargeable to tax.
0: Thanks Vishwas. Moving on, you had earlier mentioned that the scope of slump sale has been widened to include other forms of transfer, especially slump exchange, which was a vexed issue where judicial forums and also bless the argument that slump sale, that is, sale for a cash consideration, doesn't cover slump exchange. What are the exact changes that have come into effect with respect to a slump exchange transaction?
1: Well, while well, uh, there were judicial precedents favoring the theory that uh, slump exchanges are not taxable, it was always a very aggressive call. The new amendments have put the debate to rest and also prescribed mechanics of determining the sale consideration when the consideration for a slump sale is actually other than cash now let's again understand this by way of an example we'll keep with the earlier illustration and we'll tweak it a little bit now suppose the same entity one intends to hive off its retail business to entity two wherein the greed consideration is actually in the form of shares of entity two the same transaction as before the only difference is the consideration is now being discharged by way of shares this is a typical example of a t- slump exchange now as per the changed rule made by the finance act this transaction would specifically now be taxable and still be governed by the Section B, existing Section B of the Income Tax Act, which governs the slum sale. In this case, there would be two valuations done now first it would be the fair market value of the undertaking being sold using the intrinsic net asset value method which we've already discussed in the earlier illustration and the second we'll also have to value the non-monetary consideration which is the shares of entity 2 in this case that again will have to be valued as per the valuation rules contained in 11 ua the higher of these two valuations one and two would become the sale consideration of the undertaking and again as the difference between the sale consideration and the net worth net worth again who has to be calculated calculated purely based on book values will be subjected to capital gains tax. Well, I must mention that uh, while well, these are anti-abuse deeming provisions, having prescriptive methods of valuing sales consideration by itself can result in reduction of tax. Like any transaction, these factors have to be evaluated to bring certainty and efficiency. I must add that slump sale and valuations involved would assume much more detail and importance in
0: the times ahead. Thanks, Vishwa. The new amendments would certainly have a far-reaching impact on slump sale transactions going ahead. While these are anti-abuse deeming provisions, the requirement for taking into account the prescribed floor price instead of the market value of certain property or certain category of asset can be used to mitigate the tax incidence through slum exchange transactions. And thus valuations in case of slum exchange or slum sale would assume even more importance in the times ahead. It would now be vital to outline various nuances with respect to slum sale which would now need to be evaluated including the valuation norms for consideration in kind in case of slum exchange factoring in intangible properties, brands, licenses that are actually transferred as part of a business. Businesses will now have to rethink while carrying out internal corporate restructurings, especially since the slump sale changes sprung upon everyone as they were directly seen in the Finance Act. Digressing for a bit, could you highlight what are the other implications under some other relevant laws in case of a slump sale transaction?
1: Well yes, uh, a slump sale transaction involves navigating a lot of other applicable laws including Companies Act, GST, and Stamp Duty. A slump sale is essentially a business transfer, this is something that we've already covered and such business transfer subsumes transfer of assets like brands etc also, liabilities, contracts, employees everything which is getting transferred as part of the undertaking. Uh, the corporate law process and approval formalities may be required in case of sale transaction, depending upon the charter document or the shareholders agreement that a particular company has. However, within the Companies Act itself, there is a requirement to seek a shareholders approval by way of a special resolution in case there is a sale of an undertaking constituting more than 20% of the net worth of a public company. From the GST perspective, transfer of business on a going concern basis does not itself lead to a GST incidence. Indirect tax laws have uh, changed in the last 20 years, but the basic premise of not taxing a business sale has remained the same under the sales tax laws or or under the VAT and now GST. Further, a business transfer agreement is potentially a conveyance document and therefore also potentially liable to a ad valorem or a, based on a value stamp duty. As mentioned earlier, each transaction is different and needs evaluation and careful planning to bring certainty and efficiency in all forms of transaction costs, whether it is income tax, or GST, or stamp duty.
0: Thanks, Rishwas. While the end results of slum sale can very well be attained through other forms of arrangements, a slum sale transaction itself can be sought to be effectuated in a tax neutral manner, in group reorganizations, and would depend on underlying facts and circumstances. As we all understand, there are no boilerplate mechanics when it comes to a transaction, and no two transactions are alike. Each transaction would require a solution based on the underlying commercial objective. All in all, we can say that the exchequer has put in place the rules to ensure that slum sale rule is not chosen just for tax benefit. And with the defined rules for valuation in a slum sale transaction, the taxpayer payer now may be better off as a sort of litigation won't have on him. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast, and that concludes our session.